Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John on the Rack podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm, I'm Warren. I'm Henry. I'm Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode number 103. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy 103. Oh, yeah. So, uh, War, how was your, uh, how was your weekend since you're in the, the, well, the I'll pilot seat here tonight? I'll yeah, start. I know. It's so crazy. What am I doing over here on the left? Nobody can, nobody will understand if you're listening back to this, but if you're watching, you'll get it. Um, well, our weekend was good because we played a private event at, um, a wedding down in La Jolla for a friend and fan of the band. And um, it was cool. I feel like uh, I feel like there's more pressure at an event like that than there is to just go play our songs. So it feels, I don't know. I, and I personally haven't played many weddings. I haven't been in many, many wedding bands or anything like that. Um, and it's just like a different sort of vibe. I think they all loved it regardless. Um, and they told us that they loved it, but it was just a different sort of, a different sort of pressure. And we did, we did play some songs for like the first dance. And of course you want to make sure that you don't screw anything like that up, but, uh, it was pretty cool and it was right by the beach and, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. So congratulations to the Schaefer's Will yeah. and Jess. And, uh, yeah, I think that was, uh, I guess kind of the main part of my weekend. Um, other than that, I did go yesterday was a beautiful day and I got to go jump in the ocean, which is not something I do as much as I should. And it reminds me of why everybody goes to Southern California because it was beautiful. The water was clear. It's, it was actually really cold, but it was a beautiful hot day and uh, it was nice to jump in the water. Um, so yeah, that was cool. How was your weekend, Steve? It was good. It was really good. Um, I played at the cellar on Friday and that was a lot of fun. Um, I got to go see my family last week, uh, which was great. My dad turned 70 years old. So happy birthday pop. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool just to get to kick it with my niece and my nephew and, and, uh, get some good family time in and then come back and have a full weekend of shows. Um, we, uh, yeah, we played the wedding. It was at the, was the, the script center down something there, like something like that. It was gorgeous, man. Like right up on the bluffs overlooking the beach and the ocean. There's parking nearby. Parking was reserved, which was great. A lot of times it, it uh, I have done a lot of wedding gigs over the years and a lot of times uh, parking is kind of a pain in the ass. So it was really nice to just be able to, uh, not really have to worry about that and uh, just be able to enjoy the festivities from behind the microphone. It was really great and it was fun. Uh, we played a lot of stuff off the new record that comes out on September 3rd. It's called Shine a Light on My Brother and it's available for pre order on our website at robertjohnandtherec.com. Wow. Um, and it was cool to see, you know, obviously most of those people have not heard any of these songs before and because they're not available anywhere and people were singing along and jumping up and down and dancing and having a great time. And that was very encouraging to see. Um, so yay for that. And then, 
And then yesterday, um, we had the final Sweet Relief Sunday at the Wayfair. Um, and that was really fun. We had a, my buddy Danny Micah came in and played. Uh, our friend Lola Christine came down and played some stuff. Our buddies David Langran and Kenny Koska and uh, Big D from Porcelain Hill came in and did some acoustic stuff. And then we had some some just epic jams at the end. Uh, and it was really fun. Um, we've, uh, in 10 showcases, we've been able to raise $3,503, uh, towards sweet relief musicians fund. And, uh, it was a really cool, cool showcase and really fun run to do that and came to a close and was nice. And yeah, we, we went a little bit later than we normally did. Uh, uh, Bobby Vegas, the KJ has been under the weather. So he wasn't, there was no karaoke. So we weren't on a time limit, nice. which was nice. And Andrew came down and, and hung with us and got up and played a little bit too, which was really fun. And, uh, as always, my, my roommates and, uh, cohort, Mr. Ryan Smith, uh, was backing me up and, uh, it was great. It's a really fun weekend and nice way to kind of close out that whole showcase and, and everything. So Zeke was there. Christina was there. Thank you guys for coming. Right on. Bobby, how was your, your weekend, man? Uh, it was long, but it was great. Um, you know, uh, you guys already said we were at the wedding. But one thing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest uh, wedding band guy. Um, sometimes uh, I don't, I'm not really into emceeing things and stuff like that. But uh, what I thought was really cool is, um, you know, there's a couple of songs that we had to play for these dances. And I thought that, uh, when, well, we played them at the, at the wedding, they felt, they felt really good and they, they thought they sounded pretty good. So it's always fun to, you know, throw out those new covers and, and uh, just have a good time with it. Um, so that was fun. And uh, you know, it, sometimes you're getting in your head a little bit too much, but you know, once we're playing and once we, you know, throwing out some bunch of covers that we don't usually get to play, it was, it was a lot of fun to see everyone dancing and everything. Um, the craziest part about the wedding though, was um, in the past two private gigs we've done, uh, last week we did a private uh, a gig and it was kind of a wig party. So everyone had wigs on <laughs> and um, after, you know, after dinner and after like all like the serious stuff, the whole wedding party, like, you know, went out to get a drink and they all came back with wigs on, um, which was weird because that was the second wig party that we had played and been a part of in one week, which I think is more than ever I've ever had in my life. Um, and it's just funny when people are wearing wigs because it's just a funny experience. Um, so that was, that was a highlight. And then, uh, Sunday I worked for, um, our good friend, John Hampton, and, uh, we did a Los Rios rock school event and I had never been to one before. I think the, the past few times uh, that they do that, um, I've been gone, but Los Rios rock school is a, um, a rock school for kids, uh, basically, um, under 18. And, uh, they teach them how to perform and how to be better musicians and how to be in a band together and, and sing and play a bunch of sweet tunes. And it was really great to watch. I just was, I loved every minute of it, seeing these um, younger kids, you know, 15, 14, even, I think there was, there was like a nine-year-old drummer on one that was just killing it. Um, you know, just, it was just really, it's really great to see that sometimes when you can just see these kids having a great time and perfecting their craft. I know imagining if I was playing the drums that well at nine years old, like, I would be probably a lot better at drums when I got to college, you know, stuff like that. You're just like killing it. And the, and the kids are so good, you know, I mean, it's just crazy to see the talent at such a young age. Um, 
and our good friends, you know, uh, Spencer Askin and Justin Norman were there, you know, they had, they each have their own groups over at the school and it was just really cool to see, really cool to be a part of. And, um, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, I also saw Henry, but uh, I'll let Henry talk to you about his weekend. Yeah. So, uh, obviously there was the wedding, um, which again, I can't stress enough how appreciative uh, I am that there was reserved parking, uh, <laughs> barely you get, <laughs> you know, you would think that they would think about that. You have to bring the gear in something and you have to park somewhere. <clears throat> and if you can't park your car anywhere, then how are you going to get the gear into the show or play the show? So that was really cool that they actually had reserved parking for us and there were enough spaces for all of us. So, uh, shout out to, uh, I guess the, the Smiths, right? Uh, or yeah, Schaefer, Smith, Schaefer, 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 Schaefer. Schaefer. Well, the, the Smiths had a big Schaefer, Smith, Smith and Schaefer for that. That was cool, um, and obviously a fun time. Um, and then shoot, I am drawing a blank, man. On, you played uh, What I did on Friday? Oh, you know what? Friday, I was Friday was kind of like a recovery day because I got my second Pfizer. I'm kind of going in a weird order here. And then Sunday, which I was getting to, <laughs> uh, I finally was able to make the debut of my group, King Tree and the Earth Mothers, at Docent Brewery Brewing, Docent Brewing in San Juan Capistrano, uh, which was tons of fun, um, great atmosphere. Obviously, we love all the people that work there and are friends and stuff. And I got to introduce uh, my drummer Derek to everybody. He's never been there before. Uh, Got to introduce uh, Derek to my fill-in bass player, Elliot Larango, who came in and absolutely annihilated uh, all the songs. Uh, Learned four of my originals that are not easy, by the way. There are a lot of chords in my songs and a lot of hits and changes. No rehearsal. And we played a, uh, if I might say, killer cover of Black Sabbath's Fairies Wear Boots. Uh, which went off amazingly well. Um, there's a lot of people in that crowd that are really into like kind of the psychedelic <laughs> stoner rock sort of vibe. And uh, they were really, really into that. Um, I want to thank Johnny for making that possible and, and uh, asking me to do it. And also want to thank Robert for coming in clutch uh, with a PA system that uh, <laughs> I didn't know I needed until <laughs> I got to the gig. <laughs> So uh, definitely, you know, important that Robert showed up and happened <laughs> to uh, have enough free time on a Sunday to uh, help save the day with that. Because otherwise, I mean, we would have been able to play the gig, but we just wouldn't have had any vocals, which would have been, uh, or, or rather they wouldn't have been audible. You know, we would have just yeah. played instrumental versions of everything. Just yelled um, everything. Just yelled everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, it went amazingly well um i felt just really cool just to play my own uh music and uh introduce two of my favorite musicians to each other it was really awesome actually because elliot and derek have never even met each other before they're from two completely separate networks that i have of musicians and they met and they were like hey i'm elliot i'm derek and just immediately from the first note was just like locked in like rhythmically it was just like oh this is perfect this is gonna work for this gig and uh possibly more being a witness there um since i just ended up hanging out right you ended up just being there letting you tear down the pa after you were done and everything um 
it it did you would never have known that a you guys didn't rehearse b that the bass player and drummer didn't even know each other until that day and then also the fact that the bass player just learned these songs like over the weekend right i mean it was it, you guys killed it and it's it didn't sound you didn't skip a beat <clears throat> it's really great thank you yeah well, i mean just you know when you're working with people that really know what they're doing it's it, you know there's a, there's a big difference there and and uh elliot really stepped up and um so shout out to Elliot Larango, one of the killing, most killing yep. bass players. And shout out to Docent Brewery. And speaking of which, uh, I am drinking a delicious canteen beer Ooh. from Docent that they were kind enough to hook up King Tree and the Earth Mothers each with our own six-pack of this delicious stuff. Nice. Uh, it's a nice bright ale. Uh, also would be considered a pilsner, I would say. It's kind of Somewhere between a blonde and a pilsner, I would say, flavor-wise. Uh, very refreshing, very easy to drink. The thing about the, that docent beer is it's, it's so fresh and crisp because it's all brewed there, and especially these sort of lighter ales are really, really refreshing and really nice. Um, with that being said, Warren, what are you drinking on? I am drinking, uh, I think I had this one of the other times that we were on the podcast from the Sampler Pack. Uh, it's the Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo IPA. And I think I said it before, it is just tropical enough that it's not overwhelming and uh, you can drink more than one of them. Um, you could almost probably drink a whole six-pack without getting burnt out on it, unlike some of the other fruity beers that I've had. So I would actually suggest this one. Aside from the classic green Sierra Nevada, this is my second favorite one out of that sampler pack. So sampler pack, sampler pack, sampler pack. Just had to say it a couple more times than the last time I just said to, it. Just to, yeah. Yeah. If you say it so. two more times, right, that another one just appears behind you. Oh, man, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> just at my door. Sampler pack, sampler pack. Like anyway. Yeah, good old Sierra Nevada. What are you drinking, Steve? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I've got a uh, nice cold glass of uh, of liquid here that's uh, very refreshing, and uh, it's very crisp to the palate. Um, it's it's very uh, not a lot of flavor, um, but you know it's packed full of hydrogen and oxygen, and uh, and it's it's uh, it's water, <clears throat> um, and it's delicious. I already I already drank a uh, I made some gnocchi uh, today. And uh, made my own sauce, um, which is really good. Um, it had uh, it was onions and mushrooms and a tomato, red pepper and creamy tomato soup base with uh, Roma tomatoes and a bunch of like spices and shit. And then I put quinoa and mozzarella in there. It was really good. And uh, so, and then I drank a bottle of red wine. So now I'm just drinking water. <laughs> so, it was good. I I, uh, I got a group on for uh, Splash Wines has a uh, has a it's like a wine club that you can subscribe to. Uh, but every so often they run these specials where it's like get 18 bottles of wine for 37 dollars, and I'm like fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> fuck me up with wine, bro. You know. So it was uh, it was good. I got 18 bottles delivered to the house and. Uh, we had some rosé the other day, and this I'm on my second bottle of, of uh, red. This one's a California uh, red blend wine, and it's uh, very tasty. 
and was nice and dry, which went really well with the uh, with the gnocchi because the gnocchi was all moist and uh, delicious and very flavorful. So it was a nice balanced thing. And uh, now I'm drinking water. Maybe I'll switch to vodka. I don't know. We'll see where the night takes us. Bobby, what you got? Well, it's been a jam-packed few days, including today. And so I figured I would uh, bring out the old monkey shoulder. Ooh. And uh, I am just sipping on three fingers of that on the rocks. Uh, nice. It's easy drinking. And it's uh, what well, it was three fingers. It, it's now go, closer to. Do you go horizontal or vertical? Like, what's the three fingers thing? Horizontal. Horizontal. Okay. Because you just fill it up to the third finger. If you uh, went this way, you would fill up the whole entire glass. Oh, that's um, <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, it's oh, a good, good, easy drinking uh, scotch whiskey. Right. You know what else they used to do with three fingers, too, is measure weed. Three-finger lid. You get three fingers in a baggie of weed for however much. No. Was that back when uh, in the same, same time where they were measuring horses by hands? Probably. Like a five-hand, three-finger weed horse? It had to have been. Had to had to be. <laughs> but Measured. yeah, it's just a it's an easy easy scotch to sip, and uh, I don't remember who gave it to me, but someone did that we know. They might have I don't know who it was, but thank you. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah, but what goes the best with uh, sipping on scotch with your friends? It's usually a little bit of music. Do we have any music to listen to, Henry? Uh, we do. We do have some music today. Um, it's it's a it's a it's on the shorter side, I would say, but nonetheless equally groovy and lovely. Um, today is August second. If you are in Pacific Standard Time, which is where we are, and uh, it marks the anniversary of the passing of the legendary bass player James Jamerson of Motown fame. And uh, it just so happens, coincidentally enough, that uh, I've been listening to very frequently uh, the legendary Marvin Gaye record from 1971, What's Going On? Um, And uh, just specifically side one of that record has a lot of really, really iconic uh, James Jamerson bass lines. Uh, but what I want to talk about today is a Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell single Ooh. that was released in 1967 that features probably, I mean, even outside of the world of R&B soul music, one of my favorite just overall riffs. Um, and it's just, it's just a really cool uh, use of an execution of uh, guitar and bass unison riff throughout the whole song, basically. Um, they're basically doubling each other through the whole song. And the way that it's, it complements the you know, meaning and depth of the track itself, um, it's a great, super groovy ballad. Uh, and uh, I want to share it with you guys. I think a lot of people probably know of this song, but I feel like it falls just, you know, there's, there's that selection of maybe 20 or so Motown hits that everybody is familiar with. And I feel like this just falls right outside of that radar where, uh, like it was new to me uh, when I thought I was super familiar with the Motown catalog and then I heard it uh, probably when I was in high school and was like, oh shit, I've never heard this one. This is super awesome. So this song is called Your Precious Love. It is by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell and it features the legendary James Jamerson on the bass guitar. Take it away. Mm-hmm. 
something new With every passing minute Oh baby So much joy wrapped up in it That's great, man. It just doesn't get better than that. I mean, come on. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Really just, I mean, genius. Beautiful song, beautiful composition. Exactly. So much talent. I saw that. Yeah, damn. Marvin could sing indeed. Amazing. <laughs> so good. What a pairing of voices. Yeah. And the, and the band, obviously. I mean, the Funk yeah. Brothers is just unbelievable how much... Uh, virtuosity and tastefulness and and so much so many just like like so many applicable things in the execution of their parts and again groovy riffs that are like man that's like like that could be like a rock riff or something you know it's mm-hmm. it's so good yeah marvin and tammy did a lot of stuff together too right yeah they did um they did I quite like few- nothing like the real thing and yeah nothing like the real thing mm-hmm. you know mountain high enough and uh they were they were gonna probably do a bunch more stuff but unfortunately tammy terrell passed away when she was 24 oh shit yeah she was only 24 years old um so unfortunately their collaboration was not very long lived and um i think there was some degree of of grief uh 
in her passing because it was it was not long after her passing that Marvin Gaye recorded the album What's Going On. Yeah. Um, so I think that may have you know definitely played into the influence of the emotional aspect of that record. But you know, all I can say is go listen to Motown, go listen to Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. All that stuff is just as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. And uh, there's so much good stuff in that catalog of music. Yeah. And you can find that song and more on Henry's History Lesson Playlist on Spotify. Yes, you can. There's a link in the comments for all you watching on Facebook and uh, for all you all tuning in on Spotify and Apple Music or uh, other podcast apps. There's a link in the description below. So uh, go check that out. There's several, several hours of amazing music that Henry has curated over the last couple of years uh, for us and for you. So enjoy. Yes, and please do. It's in all the links and all of the things. And I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty stoked on it. It's a great little playlist uh, to throw on. If you just don't know what to listen to, because there's something in there for everybody. I feel like at this point, I agree. I agree. It's, I it's agree agreed. Too. It's you a better, good. You well, agree it's unanimous. Agree. It is unanimous, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It's a good playlist that we all agree. Four out of four. Follow it. Unfortunately, Andrew's not Follow with us it. tonight. I'm uh, sure he'd agree he's too. A little busy, but I don't know. He, he might agree. disagree. He might he disagree. Also, he probably would disagree if he was on here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to find out next week yeah. next or week. the week after that, whatever week happens, if he agrees or not. Because this week, and we're going to Blues a Palooza in Mammoth, and we'll be there Friday night. If any of you Blues a Palooza people are there, come looking out for us. Um, I'll have a hat on. Henry has a fro. Uh, Warren got a haircut, so now he's in unrecognizable to the to the world. But he looks so dapper. Yeah, but I'm I'm a bass player. I'm unrecognizable overall. It's not full of banana oil like the other boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, also. Um, we lost one of the greats this past week, um, which was, you know, I feel like in our circles, everyone found out about it and everything, but it hasn't been, I haven't seen it a bunch online as much as other people, because, um, you kind of have to understand who he was too. And, you know, I just feel like it's a lot different when Prince died, you saw it everywhere for weeks and weeks Mm -hmm. and weeks. Um, but we lost, uh, good old dusty from the ZZ top clan. Yes. And uh, it was, uh, it's a bummer. It is. I uh, have a close friend that I texted and said, I'm sorry to hear. And he said he was just texting with him like two days prior. Um, And he wasn't feeling too hot. And then it just went. Damn. That's a bummer. I, uh, I was, uh, interestingly enough, I was able to see uh, another recently departed uh, Tom Petty. And ZZ Top uh, when I was in high school for uh, my birthday and uh, got to see ZZ Top open for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So I got to see both of them at the same concert and uh, amazing show, especially for a kid that's like, you know, a year or two into playing guitar and just kind of learning about all this stuff. So I got to see Billy Gibbons ripping it up and then Mike Campbell with with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and obviously Dusty and Tom and uh, just... uh, phenomenal show i feel really blessed that i was able to see that because i felt like not only um are they great in their own right but but together as its own billing you know as like a show like 
in hindsight, it's kind of insane. Like it's like a yeah. standalone show where ZZ Top opens for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, uh, which is pretty wild. That's crazy. I Tom Tom Petty was on my bucket list for many years, and uh, unfortunately, we all know that he passed away. Um, but I did get to see ZZ Top um, when they played at Stagecoach, uh, and I was at Stagecoach that year um, with my now wife, and uh, it was one of the best shows that I saw on any stage that whole entire weekend. Like they just still had it and they still like tore the house down. Like, I mean, you know, country fans are country fans, but ZZ top, you know, is like, I feel like multi genre. genre. It's hard not to love them. It's, it's hard not to love those two guys with the big beards, just rocking out with their fuzzy guitars Mm -hmm. and uh, chugging away at those sleazy, greasy Texas blues riffs. Yeah. It was just, it was so good. So I'm really glad I got to see them as a, as the full ZZ top before mm-hmm. um, he passed away as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that being said, we're going to uh, extend this little DJ session and uh, play another tune with respect to the almighty dusty Hill. And uh, this is off of one of my, personal favorite records of theirs uh it's from 1976's tejas uh and uh the song is called ten dollar man which features dusty hill obviously playing bass and singing on lead vocals
I love it. Yeah. 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 Those guitar tones are pretty classic too. Dude, it's so sick. It's, it's honestly, it's so dope the way that the tones all mesh together and the sounds that Billy got out of his guitars and Dusty's voice, just such a great rock voice. So underrated in the echelon of, you know, great blues and blues yeah. rock singers and rock singers and all that stuff. And he could get ZZ up Top's there. Also, also one of those bands, at least for me, like if there's ever a ZZ Top song on, I will never change it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I never, it never like comes on. I'm like, mm, let's see what else is going on. Like, it's like, if ZZ Top's on, you leave it. Yep. No matter what song, even like some of those weird, like 80 songs. Mm-hmm. I still love them. They're fun. Yeah. They're super fun. I'm a Nice. Yeah, and the tempo, I mean, just like the 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 rhythm of it, like the timing mm-hmm. is just solid as a uh, as hell. And I actually saw too that they uh they already played another I think they're rolling on with the tour and they played another show with uh whoever the guitar tech was standing in on bass. So oh, wow. Billy Gibbons is continuing to do it. Wow. Wow. Which I'm not sure that's be that's be tough after playing with someone for how 40, 50 years. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, and then just crazy. all of a sudden, like they can't make it and you just keep grooving. I mean, that, that just shows you Billy's uh, mindset on just hitting the road and yeah, probably doing it because that's what dusty would want them to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Crazy. It's just nuts, but gotta love them. And, um, you know, we're, uh, tonight, you know, it's been a long weekend for everybody and there's uh, a lot of things going on this upcoming weekend as well. And also the future, um, cause we're going to Europe at the end of August Yeah, we'll over there, uh, for the first time since, uh, 2019. Um, and, uh, I'm personally really excited about it. And, uh, so we're just going to discuss that a little bit. And my question to the f- three other guys here, um, is, uh, what are we most excited about for the first UK run, the first proper UK run that we're having? We've been to London before and we played Ramblin' Man and then we left. Um, but this will be our first proper UK run. So what are you most excited about? What are you most mm. excited to see or do or experience? Whoever uh, wants to start first, can go. I'll, I'll right. start. Oh, 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 go you ahead. go, Henry. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, go. <laughs> Who's going? Warren, let's start with you. One, and then, uh, two, we'll, three. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> I think something that is really Rock, cool paper, is we have only played two gigs in the UK. Uh, one at, what was that place? Big Red, which I think is no longer there. And then we played Ramblin' Man Fair. And um, the amount of notoriety that we got from those sh- two shows was crazy. And we've been getting a lot of play on Planet Rock out there. Um, and we've actually sold out our London show at the 100 Club, which I think is crazy because when we played our first gig at Big Red, I think there was like 15 or 20 people there, maybe, sp- separated through the bar. Yeah. So it's crazy to go, hey, we played at a place that we didn't, couldn't even really sell too many tickets to. Holy shit, we sold out a venue um, in, in, a, in a city like London, too. You know, it's, it's not out in the boonies or whatever. So I think that's pretty fucking cool. And then... Uh, There's also a bass instructor that I had studied with who lives in the London area who's going to come out to that show. Um, And I think that's cool to make a connection with somebody that I've only had a few, uh, a handful of encounters with through the internet, but have a very good relationship with now. 
And um, yeah, his name's Phil Mann. And he's going to come out to the show, and it's cool to be able to solidify uh, a relationship like that. So I'm excited for London and whatever it has to offer. Um, Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, I'm excited to go back to Scotland. I I don't know that I've been back to Edinburgh, and definitely I've never played in Edinburgh before. Um, But... I, I don't think I've been back to maybe once since 2005. So I'm, I'm excited. I love that city. Um, I went there for the first time with my parents when I was eight years old. Uh, my parents took me over to the UK and we had a little, little vacation, uh, which was just mind blowing and so much fun. And one of the last times other than the, uh, until the Keeping the Blues Alive at Sea Med Cruise that I had traveled just with my parents someplace. Um, so that was really special. And I'm, I, I just love that city. It's, it's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, I'm also really excited to drink Cascales again. They're some of my favorite, favorite types of beer because they're not super carbonated. And uh, yeah, so I'm... I'm looking forward to it. I, I love the UK. I toured out there with Bo Grigri and the Apocalypse back in 2018. Um, and it's just, it's such a beautiful country, man. I'm, and I'm just pumped to, pumped to get back. It's weird because, like, you can understand everything everybody says, but, it's like, not really at the same time, too, because of the accent. <laughs> I mean, we're the ones with the accent when we go over there. I do realize that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really pumped. It's going to be fun. Henry, uh, on a similar trajectory to what uh, Warren was saying, I am <coughs> I most excited about London. Um, the fact that we sold out the Hundred Club is news to me because that's a pretty legendary venue, from what I've heard. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff about that club and uh, seen it in like documentaries and things like that. Um, I've kind of been obsessed with specifically musicians that originate from uh england um it's hard not to i've I've looked up to so many of them and that's also where um jimi hendrix got his start so there's something about going over there that's like kind of a full circle thing for me to go back to that place and and play in some of the places that i hear about you know these these guys i look up to sort of like hearing about something george washington did because it happened before i was born you know and it's like, oh, we're playing, you know, not far from where he did that thing. But one of the things I'm really, really excited about in particular is Indian food. Because the last time we were there, we oh, yeah. went to Brick Lane in London. And we got, still to this day, easily the best Indian food I've ever had in my entire life. And I love Indian food. I love eating spicy food. I love chicken. I love spicy sauces and rice and the the non bread and all of it together is just like oh man so good i love indian food so i'm really excited to have some delicious indian food when we go back over there um definitely specifically that's going to be great i do like curry you're right george you're very you remember that that's true i love curry <laughs> um how about you robert um well you know uh I'm, I've been to London a couple of times and, um, I was 19, I think when I went to Edinburgh, um, and that's kind of all I've been to in the UK. 
so what I'm excited for is is really experiencing the country itself, not just the two, you know, yeah. places that people go when they're on a tourism vacation, but you know, experiencing all the different cities that we're going to: Nottingham, Leeds, uh, Manchester. I hear is amazing. Um, Cardiff, just experience Hartlepool, uh, and even up all the way to the north to Aberdeen. Um, I've just it's exciting to go experience a new country. Um, you know, we've played. 13 different cities in Spain and all over Germany. And, you know, the first time we went over there was, was a crazy experience and, and it was so fun to experience every different aspect. And, you know, you can drive three hours in Spain to a whole different city and like experience something completely different. Um, And so I'm excited to, to just experience what the UK is a little bit more than just London and Edinburgh, you know, there's just, it's just, um, it's always fun to be in a new city a new uh, and a new country at the same time. And um, that's what I'm most excited about is just to experience it and be over there and playing shows and, and um, yeah, the castles. Yeah. Um, trying to go to as many castles as possible. So that's what I'm excited for, which I guess is just being on tour in a new place. Um, just being on tour in general is exciting. So can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be dope. And you can and, find, uh, you can find tickets. Uh, for our shows on the upcoming run at uh, all tickets, alt tickets.com, um, which there's a link in the comments here and uh, also in the description below, um, which is going to be dope. You can also find uh, more show dates and everything on our website at uh, robertjohnandtherec.com under our tour tab. Um, as well as on Bands in Town and Songkick. Songkick. Yeah, but if you go to our website, everything syncs up there. So it's the one place you can go get all that ticket info. And you could even grab a pre-order package for the new album that we have coming oh, out. Yeah. Friday, September 3rd. We have a lot of cool shit. Um, stuff, not shit. We have cool stuff. We have the, the license plate is a really cool thing that we're doing only for this record. Um, you get some pics, you get some stickers, you get a nice signed photograph, a glossy print. You get a colored vinyl or a CD of your choice and a shine a light on me brother shirt. Uh, the packages are super cool and we're going to be shipping those out at the end of August to Try to get to you by September 3rd. In some cases, you might even get it before the 3rd, and you can listen to that album a 100 times before it even comes out. Yeah. So yeah. go to that. And then we are also coming to the Midwest and the southern states of the United States uh, from October 20th to about November 13th. All of that information is also posted at our website, Robert John in the rec.com. Um, but we are very excited to hit the road and um, get out to the Midwest and some of these places that we haven't been for a little bit. So if you guys know anybody, if you have any friends in any of those places like Nebraska, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Illinois, we're coming to your area. <laughs> tell everybody, have that friend, tell two friends and that friend, tell some more friends and, so on and so forth. We can be friends. So yeah. it'll be great. Lots of stuff coming up. Hell yeah. The most recent, I know we've said it multiple times, but we'll be at Bluesy Palooza this weekend in Mammoth. So if you're there, please seek us out and come say hi. Um, don't be shy. 
that's a rhyme for you to take home with you. <laughs> that, that's a free one. That, that's a free rhyme. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just for you guys. <laughs> don't be shy. Come, Come get high. Don't be shy. Or, nope. I mean, yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, be good to each other, everyone out there. Make sure to click all the links in the description below. Go check out all the amazing tunes at Henry's History Lesson Playlist. Grab your pre-order package, all good stuff. And be good to each other and get wrecked. We will see you next week. Peace, Peace out. Thank you. Later.